Trivita presents Healthy You, inspiration and information to keep you moving towards wellness so you can achieve your life's purpose. Now, here's your host, Michael Ellison. Welcome and thank you for joining with me today to explore further our pursuit of wellness with Wellness Care. Today, I think you are going to have an amazing time of listening to a special recording that I have from C.S. Lewis. Yes, the one I think of the only audio now presentations of C.S. Lewis from 1944, and the truth and the power of what he will share with you is going to be amazing. Today, I want to explore further this whole understanding of self-care, and today we're going to take it from the understanding God's plan in self-care. If you have heard me in the past talk about self-care, we go over the four aspects of it, or we could call it the foundations, or we could call it pillars or legs of self-care. Number one, there is the disease care, and we're very familiar with that uh, in our Western civilization, for sure. That's where most of health care is spent, and that is where the education is at, is in the examining and diagnosing and the treatment of disease. Billions and billions of dollars are invested in that. But I want to take it, even in the disease care model, that we are not moving away from. We believe it's one of the four. It's in the prevention of, it's in the early detection of, and then the treatment of. And when we understand how important that is in our disease care model, then it changes the way we think about disease care in prevention and early detection. Now, that's not my purpose today, so I'm not going to spend time there. But let's move into the second aspect of it or the second phase of our self-care model, and that's in the physical care. Well, when we understand the body systems and the organs and the cells, then we know that they require nutrients, and yes, very specific to each organ and system, and that comes from our diet. It also comes from supplementing our diet and targeted nutrition, like the products that we have in Trivita. In the physical care, though, it goes beyond just nutrients. It also goes into nurturing. Well, many people, I'll say this right here, many people think of wellness care as the absence of disease. But I'm telling you, wellness and the optimizing of our wellness is more than the absence of disease. If you were a woman and diagnosed with breast cancer and that was treated, or a man with prostate cancer and that was treated, and yet there was no nutrients and nurturing as a plan for the physical, and there was no plan for the emotional or the spiritual, you wouldn't be optimizing how wellness would be pursued in your life and to enjoy such incredible 
vitality and energy and positive emotions and relationship with God. That's where I'm coming from today as far as related to our self-care model. But today we're going to explore this whole aspect of the spiritual and understanding God's plan in self-care. And C.S. Lewis is going to give you some amazing insights as you listen to him talk about the plan. Well, before we go there, I want to ask you this question. So, are we creatures of nature in our origin, as many believe today, and as many of our educational systems are educating today, our students, or are we created and designed by a creator to be something here on earth, to be more than something here on earth, to do something here on earth? Is there an origin of plan and purpose by a creator? Oh, when you get into not the study of myth that C.S. Lewis did for so many years to defend his atheistic position, but then as he studied the Gospels and realized that they were not written like legends and mythology, they were historical facts. And when you understand the historical facts and you see the previous history that was being foretold as God gave glimpses of his plan, you begin to understand that there is a design to our universe and a design to our life and a design to the purpose of why we are here that it is great to recognize because it changes the whole dynamic and it changes the way that we think. It changes the influence of the decisions that we make when we understand that there is a plan and how we fit into that plan. If, and I must say this, if there is not that plan, then if we were creatures of nature, here is the law of nature. I love the outdoors. I love, I've been from, well, all over the world, quite frankly. And I've seen the law of nature, which I'll not go into descriptions, etc. But it is this. It is the survival of the fittest. You see, when we no longer recognize and no longer accept and no longer applaud the design of a creator, then we become the random act of nature and the law of the universe then becomes the law of nature, which is the survival of the fittest. It leads to such a deprivation in thought you say, hey, wait a minute, Allison. Well, let's give that a thought for a minute. Here's what Hitler said. Hitler, as he sent thousands and millions to their death, simply defended his position by saying, we are creating a super race for the advancement of mankind. And why should I, Hitler, be less cruel than nature if a superior race is going to come forward. 
Okay. I'll stop there in regard to that exploration and discovery because I would like someone who is so brilliant. In fact, C.S. Lewis was one of the most influential men in the last 100 years, maybe the last 1,000 years. His academic career served as a fellow and tutor of English literature at Oxford University. He was elected to the chair of not to convert, but simply to defend the whole historical fact of God having a plan for people. And the plan of God, as per C.S. Lewis, and I might say, as he converted to Christianity, but more than Christianity because he never, ever promoted a organized or a doctrinal or a institute. Instead, it was a follower of and the purpose of that plan, a follower of Christ. And he said that the plan of God was intended to save us from ourselves. That self that we were intended to be is not of nature, but of God. Our selfish selves and our sinful selves, we need to be saved from, and yet not of the destruction of self, but with the design that God has for self. To be transformed for the intention and purpose of God's plan. You're going to listen to him in a most profound way to be able to give understanding and shed insight in regard to that. Before we go there, though, I'm reminded in the scriptures of what Jesus said. He said, as recorded in Matthew 10, 39, he who finds his life will lose it, and he who loses his life for my sake will find it. That also is a very profound okay, insight into the plan and the purpose of God. You say, are you making this religious, Ellison? Are you going down the pathway? No, I'm not going down that pathway. I'm going down the pathway of wellness for purpose. Who are we and who have we been designed by and what are we designed for? And when we understand that and we have insight to that, it changes the whole dynamics in regard to the way that we embrace self-care and the way that we then look at disease care, physical care, emotional care, spiritual care, it comes from an empowerment of fitting into a plan. Well, there's another place that Jesus said. He said that if you seek first the kingdom of God, all these other things will be added unto you. Well, in a world in which we spend so much time and effort and energy and investment seeking other things, 
he gave the insight, if you'll just flip that and say, seek first the kingdom of God, these other things will be added unto you. Seek first the care of self as according to the plan of God, and there will be less disease, there will be stronger physical bodies, there will be emotional, positive emotions, and there will be a relationship with God because we understand that we're empowered by God. He has a plan, and wellness is a part of that plan. I believe that Jesus was saying in regard to seek first the kingdom of God, he was saying, seek first life, and life will be given unto you. Seek the spiritual life, and the life will be given unto you. In our understanding of self and self-care, God does have a plan. It's a plan in which we will think differently, not of selfish desires and self-absorbing desires and appetites and addictions, but instead that feeling of, I am designed for wellness and I have a purpose for me to radiate light and love in the world in which I live in. I don't want to take any more time today. I want C.S. Lewis to share with you the insights from a man who was extremely entrenched, not only in World War I, and to see the selfish and the ambitions of sinful nature, but a man who came to the point of saying, I, C.S. Lewis, surrender my life that I might have life to a follower of Christ. Let's listen to C.S. Lewis. Now, that's just where Christianity, as I think, has the real answer to a question a lot of modern people are asking. Everyone's heard of evolution, how men evolve from lower types of life. And people often ask, what's the next step? When is the thing beyond man going to appear? Some imaginative writers even try to picture what the next step will be like. But they usually end in nonsense about men with six arms or wings or something of that kind. But the Christians think those people are on the wrong tack. The next step has already appeared. The next step is from being mere creatures to being sons of God. The new kind of man appeared in Christ. And other new men, little Christ, are already to be found, dotted here and there about the earth. We Christians don't call it evolution because we believe it isn't something coming up out of blind nature but something coming down from the world of light and power and knowledge beyond all nature. But if you like to call it evolution, do. The next step is here. You can become one of the new men in Christ if you like. Or, if you prefer, you can refuse the step and sink back. Now, if we take the step, it involves losing what we now call ourselves. That doesn't mean that all the people who accept Christ 
are going to be exactly like one another. I know it sounds as if it did. If there's one Christ, and he's to be in us all, actually replacing our personalities with his own, what difference will there be between us? Now here I've got a rather difficult thing to say. On the one hand, it isn't true that we shall lose our personal differences by letting Christ take us over. On the other hand, I don't think Christ can take us over as long as we're bothering about what will happen to our personality. Can I take the first point first? If a person didn't know about salt, wouldn't he think that anything with such a strong taste would kill the taste of all the other things in any dish you put it into? We know that as a matter of fact, it brings out their real taste. Well, it's rather like that with Christ. When you've completely given up yourself to his personality, you will then, for the first time in your life, be developing into a real person. He made the whole world. He invented, as an author invents characters in a book, all the different men that you and I were intended to be. Our real selves are, so to speak, all waiting for us in him. What I call myself now is hardly a person at all. It's mainly a meeting place for various natural forces, desires and fears, etc., some of which come from my ancestors and some from my education, some perhaps from devils. The self you were really intended to be is something that lives not from nature, but from God. At the beginning of these talks, I said there were personalities in God. Well, I go further now. There are no real personalities anywhere else. I mean, no full, complete personalities. It's only when you allow yourself to be drawn into his life that you turn into a true person. But, on the other hand, it's just no good at all going to Christ for the sake of developing a fuller personality. As long as that's what you're bothering about, you haven't begun. Because the very first step towards getting a real self is to forget about the self. It will come only if you're looking for something else. That holds, you know, even for earthly matters. Even in literature or art, no man who cares about originality will ever be original. It's the man who's only thinking about doing a good job or telling the truth who becomes really original and doesn't notice it. Even in social life, you'll never make a good impression on other people until you stop thinking what sort of impression you make. That principle runs all through life from the top to the bottom. Give up yourself and you'll find your real self. Lose your life and you'll save it. Submit to death, submit with every fiber of your being and you'll find eternal life. 
look for Christ and you will get him and with him everything else thrown in. Look for yourself and you will get only hatred, loneliness, despair and ruin. I'm sure you'll want to hear that over and over. In fact, I want to just take this time to be able to say that if you will email me, ceo at trivita.com, I will see that you get a printed copy of this because there's so much truth in which C.S. Lewis has presented there. In God's plan for your self-care, yes, the plan of God was to deliver us from ourselves, the selfish selves, the sinful selves, but that is not the end of it. It's more than just delivering us from ourselves, but it is to transform ourselves into this profound spiritual truth. And when you understand this, it changes the way you think of self-care. In Corinthians, Paul speaking to those Christians living there in Corinth, saying, do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? Now, I've read that through most of my life, being at least a reader of Scripture. But when I surrendered to that truth of, I am not my own, I am not going to be a selfish self, a sinful self, a self-absorbed self, but I am going to surrender in truth to I'm not my own self, I am God's self, and in, in him and in his plan is my completeness, and I will learn to nourish and nurture. Today I can say that there's something that went beyond discipline, something that went beyond my normal desires, Something happened to me beyond just following a guideline or steps. Instead, the power that is within me in his plan of being his temple began to influence the decisions and the life that I lived. And I promise you, that is for every individual, just like C.S. Lewis spoke in his brief word with us today. As you lean into that, there is the completeness of you. There is the power available to you. If you struggle in your diet, if you struggle in physical activity, if you struggle in the disciplines of just trying to do self-care, I want to encourage you to reverse it instead of going disease care, physical, and emotional, 
why not start with spiritual care and surrender to the greatest power that there is known to mankind? And that is the power of a living God who has created you and designed you that he may live in you and that your life would radiate forth his love, his glory, and his forgiveness for all. This is not a message of guilt or failure because, all right, not every decision that Michael Ellison makes on a daily basis is always the right decision. But here is what I do know. There's always the forgiveness and there's always the correctedness that occurs to continue in the pathway of self-care in the spiritual realm of I am his temple and I will make the decisions best for that temple. Today, thank you for joining with me And as you pursue this, may you discover the incredible design person that you are, and may your self-care include the spiritual, the emotional, the physical, and yes, the disease care. Because remember, Jesus on earth, he spent most of his time dealing with disease care. He wants you to live with wellness. Thank you for joining with me today. And again, if you would like to have this in printed copy, it's CEO at Trivita.com. And we will see that you get a printed copy for your meditation and for your pathway that you will live in his plan. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Healthy You. This is provided for your information only and may not be construed as medical advice or instruction. These statements are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It is intended for your general knowledge only and not a substitute for professional medical advice or treatment for any specific medical conditions. Always seek the advice of your physician with any question you may have regarding a medical condition.